Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited to sit down with Sarah Lee. She is the co-CEO of Glow Recipe, one of my favorite skincare brands. Thank you. so much for being with Yay, us today thank you for the warm welcome of course um i'm so impressed with the products the brand everything that you built and i can't wait to learn about your journey can you kind of just like walk me through the early days of you know how your background inspired you to start glow recipe and how that started how everything came how about everything came about yeah so growing up, I was always a beauty fanatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually grew up in Seoul, Korea. Oh my God, and I don't know if you know anything about Seoul. I've been there. Korea, you've been there. <laughs> yes. um, if you know anything about Seoul or Korea, skincare is such a central part of everything, mm-hmm. actually. Like any conversation that you would have with people, you talk about <laughs> your skincare tips and tricks. You yeah. can actually hear it from like a next table in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned skincare from my mom who learned skincare from her mom it was this generation after generation tips and tricks that were just transcending and passed down and I remember going to public bathhouses with my mom and my grandmother every weekend and splashing you know spoiled milk all over our body (laughs) I didn't know what that was for at that time I just thought it was funny but um, spoiled milk milk is actually really good because it has lactic acid and helps to fortify your skin and brighten it as well Um, I used to also do these cucumber slices um, DIY masking Mm -hmm. with with my mom and that was like my bonding moment with her but she would she used to teach me that cucumber also help to brighten the skin tone and even it out and so I learned those little skincare hacks um, growing up but I just always thought of skincare as my bonding memories with my family members and I truly enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and so naturally I wanted to work in beauty Um, specifically skincare was what I was looking for and I actually had applied for my internship Um, in L'Oreal in Korea Mm -hmm. and that's how I started my beauty career and since then I was in marketing roles product development roles um, brand building you know e-com PR all of those departments um, I touched and then I was actually transferred to the New York office three years after I started my career in the same company, L'Oreal, mm-hmm. and um, I continued with global marketing in the New York office for various brands, including Lancome, L'Oreal Paris, Matrix, um, a lot of the brands that we've heard of, all under the same umbrella. And I ended up staying um, at L'Oreal a total of 11 years. Wow. That was a long time. <laughs> but it felt like I was moving from one company to another because each brand is mm-hmm. so unique and different. And I learned so much along the way. I would say it's a true marketing school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the back of my head, I always wanted to start something on my own. And I think as I was climbing up the corporate ladder, I did feel that, you know, although I love my job so much, um, if I didn't have this idea or opportunity, I think I would have stayed there for a long time. (laughs) Um, But I did feel that, you know, I was craving that, you know, autonomy and empowerment to conceptualize, ideate something and then execute right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was why I was like hungry to start something on my own. Um, And then I knew my co-founder, Christine, 
from the early days of my career, actually, we met back in Korea. Oh, she wow. also started her career in L'Oreal Korea, which mm-hmm. is so interesting. So we have a very similar background. And she ended up moving to New York around the same time I did for a different trajectory. And, um, and then she ended up coming back to L'Oreal in the New York office. Again, unplanned, completely yeah. coincidence. I just really believe that things happen for a reason. Um, we ended up, you know, catching up, which we always did. Um, but there was just one very special night when she came over to my apartment and we were catching up over, you know, skincare and some of our favorite products that we recently had purchased. Um, <laughs> we were sheet masking together yeah. <laughs> over a glass of wine and that's when all the great ideas come about. And we saw this opportunity to co-create something on our own. At that time, it was to create a website that would be an e-retailer for curated products Mm -hmm. um, that we were inspired by and we personally loved from Korea. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. And that's kind of when like K-beauty started getting introduced to like the American market. Exactly. And we weren't happy with what we were seeing, to be honest, because a lot of the brands were being introduced on websites that didn't really storytell or introduce the brands with the proper ingredients. Um, There just wasn't enough branding um, of these products. A lot of the introductions were all about how accessible the pricing was Mm -hmm. or how exotic some of the ingredients were. Like snail. Yeah, snail mucin. I mean, I just, it just gives me hives thinking (laughs) about that actually because it, it wasn't all about that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was captured in a very unique, again, exotic way. Mm-hmm. And from somebody that had done marketing and brand building for 10 plus years in the career, I, I just felt like it was not set up for success or longevity mm-hmm. of a category, right? Like if something comes across as too trendy, too out there, Mm -hmm. unique and strange that you're just curious about, people are not gonna reuse or get intrigued to have that as your daily routine. Right. Um, So we just felt this urge to properly storytell and introduce brands and products that in the stories, with the stories that they deserved. So what was that moment where you decided, hey, we're going to create our own skincare line and kind of do this full time? Yeah, I actually love telling this story because it's all about pivoting Mm -hmm. and it was a very big decision that we had to make. I think deep inside, we always were passionate about creating our own products. Mm-hmm. Um, it is personally my background. I've done product development majority of my career back in L'Oreal days, and it's something that I just loved doing. I think we were just waiting for the right time and the right moment to do so. Um, so as we were building our e-retailer in the first couple of years, we were able to gain number one, credibility and awareness. We also kind of gained that trust from our audience and our um, customers that they could really believe what we had to say in terms of skincare advice and tips and tricks because we were coming across um, very objective, mm-hmm. you know, because we didn't have one brand at that time. It was multiple brands. We were really telling a story about each and every brand in different ways. And then at the same time, we saw that in the market, in the skincare category specifically, there were a lot of brands that really stood for clinically effective results. 
science-backed technologies, but highly priced, Mm -hmm. not approachable, and sometimes very simple packaging. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, we saw much lower cost products that were whimsical, fun, but not effective. Mm -hmm. And our philosophy always was, let's enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. The process is as important as the result was always the approach. And it's something that I've learned from my mom from a very young age too. If you're putting on your skincare products, you should have fun with it. Why not? It should put a smile on your face. And so that mentality and the philosophy um, was something that we wanted to somehow find a way to create our products with. And that was the white space that we saw. Why couldn't we have two worlds coexist Mm -hmm. and create something that's really efficacious, very serious in terms of results, but also beautiful to look at, fun and sensorial in terms of textures and make your routine experience that much more elevated. Yeah, because if you're not enjoying the routine, then you're probably not going to do it. And your packaging is all so beautiful, so <laughs> fun, and so great to look at and touch Thank and you. feel. It, I was like, my medicine cabinet looks so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, at, if you look back, you know, at that time, there was really no other skincare brand that was very colorful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our products are made with glass packaging. And we wanted that sort of beautiful reflective um, component that you could also see through the product. And we wanted to say what you see is what you get. And we were very passionate about sustainability. And so even though as a very young brand, um, it was going to cost us a lot more to have glass packaging, we decided to still stick to that vision and you know we never looked back Mm -hmm. amazing so from that first product to you know where you are now as like a huge global brand like in every sephora like all over the place are there any pivotal moments in the journey that were like kind of like made it you know you like felt like wow this was like a big accomplishment yeah there's there's a few moments that you know looking back we could have celebrated a little bit more and that's when you're in it it's hard to <laughs> celebrate because right? you're like on to the next thing yeah you know this yeah. it's hard to do that and I, this is my advice to everybody like small wins just take a moment to celebrate because i wish i really did that a little bit more um i would say the very first milestone that really boosted our business in a big way in terms of awareness, but also conversion and traffic was Shark Tank because we were featured on Shark Tank. And that was just I mean, I think we were sold out of every single product on our website. Um, How early on was that? That was uh, so we were on air at the end of 2015. Okay. And then when we launched our brand, our own creation brand we decided to launch the brand with sephora Mm -hmm. because we wanted a partner that can really um, elevate the brand story um, leveraging their platform and their audience and so i remember having lunch with one of the merchants when we had not a proper packaging it was a little lab sample that i had in my little ziploc bag (laughs) that we (laughs) just brought from our labs um and then a little concept slide with a few blurbs on my ipad Mm -hmm. and um it was a casual lunch with a merchant and we pitched the idea and i remember you know the merchant playing with a texture from the jar the lab jar um and then reading this one-liner on 
the iPad and she was just, she literally said, we have to launch this. Wow. I mean, I still get chills thinking about it because it was just such a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. to answer your question. And that changed everything for us. You know, that lunch changed so many things of our trajectory. Um, But I think she was really intrigued by the unique texture that our product had, the scent. It had this really divine watermelon scent and that actually you can smell from a lot of our current watermelon skews as well. Um, The story about how this was our dream product to ultimately wake up to better skin within the next morning. And the concept of sleeping mask was not really a thing back then. Mm -hmm. I think now we're pretty much used to that category, Mm -hmm. but it was very new. And so I think there was just a lot of elements that were new and fresh. Um, Thankfully, I'm I'm very grateful to have that opportunity. And that's how we launched in Sephora. Oh my God, that's so amazing. And I get chills like hearing about it. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. Um, and I think like some of my favorite beauty brands now, and you're seeing more and more AAPI founders in the space. Um, do you have like any particular take on being, you know, an Asian female founder in like the global beauty space? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have to say right now, I feel very proud to be an Asian female founder of a beauty company. I don't know if I have felt the same exact way when I first started because I didn't know what to expect and the the world was a little bit different 10 years ago and mm-hmm. this is almost 10 years ago when we first started the brand but I think the role that we have as founders is that you're you're being a role model for people that look to you because they can relate to one or two things um, with you, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the fact that I'm Asian, whether it's the fact that I'm a female, whether it's the fact that I have a co-founder, there are multiple aspects of what what I'm doing right now that can really inspire and influence the other people that are watching us. And so to me, this actually motivates us a little bit more um, to work a little bit harder to put the best face forward, even in the most challenging days, because I know what I say or what I do can, even if it's just for a quick snippet of a moment, um, that it could inspire somebody else. And that carries um, the weight in a very positive way for me, because it excites me and it motivates me. And I actually personally love mentoring other people. And um, we've actually kicked off a you know, a mentoring program at Glow Recipe to help other small businesses um, within the beauty space. And that was just one of the most fulfilling things that we were able to do. So, you know, I think being a woman and we just recently celebrated Women's Day. Yeah, Yeah. International Women's Day recently. Um, And I did a couple of interviews and I shared that I think that being a woman also means that you're kind of responsible for shattering the glass ceiling in this day and age. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think we have that responsibility because we can, but I think we have to do it together. And I think if we show that we're taking steps to be making this progress, other women will be even more excited to do so and join that journey. We'll do pivot a little bit to play our diamond game, if that's okay, okay. with you. <laughs> wow, I'm excited for this. <laughs> so we're gonna play a little diamond game. So we have four diamond engagement rings of different styles. Okay. And you have to rate them one through 10, one being your least favorite, 10 being your absolute most favorite, um, totally your personal opinion on what you like. Okay. So for, we'll, for each of them. For each of them. Okay. So one out of 10. So the first one is a five carat emerald cut engagement ring. Um, it's set with tapered baguette side stones on a platinum band. Ooh, it's beautiful. So a little traditional, elegant. Okay, I would say eight for me. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah. I love it. I think it's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's almost too simple for me. The next one is a seven carat square cushion cut set on a diamond pave band with hidden halo and compass prongs. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. Hold on. I think there might be clients. That's why they're coming through. Okay. <laughs> We're good now. We're good? Yeah. Eight for me as well. An eight too? Yeah. That's so different. It's very different. And I love the design and all the details. But I prefer, personally, I prefer a, a round shape. Okay. That's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if this was a round, it would be a 10. Yes. Okay. The next one is an oval. It's a five-carat oval set on a plain gold band. Okay. To me, this is a 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so rounder. Simple. It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> I love your reaction. But I also like the gold band and how slim it is. It makes it look very delicate. And the stone is huge in contrast. Mm -hmm. So I just love that it pops so much. Amazing. So this is a 10. <laughs> Last but not least, this is a five and a half carat old European cut set in a antique, um, style setting oh wow <laughs> very cool <laughs> um seven for me wow that's pretty high it's pretty high yeah. um i love your reaction again <laughs> um it's pretty high it's gorgeous and it's unique but um it looks a little traditional for mm -hmm. my taste which is why it's a seven thank you so much for yeah. playing <laughs> what a fun game <laughs> if you had um do you have like a piece of jewelry that's like extra sentimental to you? Yeah, I do. Actually, um, it's a gold uh, 18K necklace. It's pretty bold, I have to say. It's a very thick necklace. And my mom gave it to me um, for my high school graduation. Oh, wow. So it was a very big gift for me. Mm -hmm. I've never expected something like that. Um, and it's something that she used to wear for a long time, too. So at this point, it's like vintage, yeah. you know. Um, but she told me as she was giving it to me that she wanted me to be bold um, in how I express myself and at the same time have something that is so timeless and can go with anything and everything, whether it's casual or um, more formal. Mm -hmm. And so to this day, I, I wear it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I love passing down jewelry. Yeah, um, same. 
do you have any um sorry i, I kind of want to stay on the jewelry topic i noticed that you have an engagement ring and wedding band on um so can you tell us about like your proposal story yeah um <laughs> I did not expect this question. Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer it if you don't want no, to. No, no, it's okay. Um, so my husband proposed to me in Kauai, oh, which is where we ended up getting married. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah, um, it was on a cliff top and we were just traveling and exploring the island and he kneeled down literally as I was hearing all these waves like crushing in the background on top of a cliff it was very picturesque i have to say um and yeah and he were gave you me expecting it i have to say i sort of was um, and not at that moment but in that time frame yeah. only because um you know we were talking about where we should get married and hawaii was um, what came up mm -hmm. so you know i wasn't sure if that was going to happen at that trip mm -hmm. but um i knew at some point he would propose oh my god i love that <laughs> i love proposal stories um, switching back to beauty a little bit, do you have any, what are your top three uh, skincare tips that everyone needs to know? Number one, double cleanse. Double um, cleanse? I'm not your doing night that. Routine. You're not? No. What should I do? Okay, start tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Did we send you the papaya cleansing balm? No. Okay. We but should... I'll buy it. Okay. <laughs> so the papaya. <laughs> okay, double cleansing is one of the most important uh tips that you should really incorporate everyone listening right now um, i've learned this many many years ago and it changed my skin it transforms your skin i guarantee that if you're not doing it today you'll see the difference okay the reason for that is because we all wear makeup and if we're not where if and if we're not wearing makeup we're wearing spf which mm -hmm. has a lot of oil and throughout the day you have dirt and grime and debris all over your face and it's important to get all of that makeup and the oil off of your face. And the best way to do that is using an oil-based cleanser as a first step because only an oil removes another oil. Mm. Um, so that's why a cleansing balm or cleansing oil is a really important first step to just massage your skin away with all of the makeup being removed. It's actually pretty satisfying to see it all dissolve. And then for the second step, using a water-based cleanser, that's typically a foam cleanser, to really go into your pores and thoroughly cleanse everything, all the dirt off of your skin. So if you have the double cleansing um, kind of done, you don't need to use a toner, for example, as your cleansing mm -hmm. step with your... A lot of people use cotton pads or cotton balls to kind of, you know, That's wipe away. Okay, so I think... <laughs> let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so for toners... So the, for toners, our approach is that it should be your first leave-on treatment as opposed to a wipe-off. Um, because it is packed, if you choose the right toner, if it, it is packed with great skin beneficial ingredients. So why should you wipe that away? Right. And everything that you're doing to cleanse your skin should be done and complete by your cleansing step. Um, one tip associated with that is the best way to clean everything out is if you use the one-to-one -one ratio in terms of time, meaning if you use a full minute to massage your skin with a cleansing balm or cleansing oil, you'll really get everything off of your face. It's kind of like washing your dishes and using a detergent. You don't just wash it away. Like you kind of leave it soaked mm -hmm. with the detergent so that it can work hard, right? That's what it is. Like it's really like activating the ingredients into your skin and making it work. And then also as you're going on to your second cleansing step with the foam cleanser, 
to use a water-based cleanser, but really rinse everything off, splash the water and all of that for a full minute. One minute, one minute. Okay. And you'll have like fresh skin. And then just put the toner on. Put the toner on and press it on with your fingertips mm -hmm. or with your palm, mm -hmm. like gently press. Don't okay. rub it. Don't tug it. That's actually tip number two. Don't ever tug or rub your skin because that can cause micro tears. What if I'm gua shying? So if you're okay. gua shying, <laughs> if you're gua shying, it's important to use product that is very oily or mm -hmm. very rich with a cream or anything that's glidey that's not going to affect your skin's texture at all. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important. Don't gua sha on dry skin or with product that's a little too light. Mm -hmm. um, I would say you know, use a face oil. Okay. That's the best tip. But yeah, I, if you rub, a lot of people rub their eyes too mm -hmm. um, and then wonder why you have fine lines around your eyes. I mean, it's just a very clear, you know, segue into um, if you want to keep your eye area smooth and moisturized and um, as delicate as it is, because it is the driest part of your eye or it, your eye area is the driest part of your face mm -hmm. and it doesn't have oil glands under. It's the mm -hmm. only area of your face that has no oil gland. It's not able to produce oil um, for it to replenish. So it's important to treat it with the most utmost delicate approach, which is why for eye application, we always advise using your ring finger as opposed to any other fingers to lessen the pressure from your fingers. But yeah, don't rub, treat your skin as if it's your baby, mm -hmm. super delicate, um, as gentle as possible. You can use potent active ingredients, that's okay. But the approach of applying the product mm -hmm. should be very gentle. Okay, so I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm going to change my ways starting today. Yeah. Um, any exciting launches or things that we should look out for for the brand? Well, we just launched our strawberry blur drops, which you enjoyed. I used today. I enjoyed it. Love that. Uh, we, it's so we, cute. It's so cute. Yeah. It looks like satin pillow, mm -hmm. which was the inspiration because we wanted to create the satin pillowy look for mm -hmm. the skin um, and blur your pores at the same time. It's super effective. So we're so excited that we just launched it and we just heard that it's uh, a top skew in oh Sephora. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And I posted it yesterday that I was going to use it and I got a bunch of DMs from people being like, the strawberry drops are amazing. And oh I was like, God. yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I'm excited to use them. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's that makes me so happy. And this morning I was like, which one's the strawberry one? I was like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the most recent launch. So I can't wait for everyone to try it. Um, we have some other products that are in the works right now um, to, to introduce for the rest of the year. There's a new fruit that we're launching second half of the year. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a complete new approach to skin. Oh my God, exciting. So where can people shop, follow, all of that good stuff? Um, so you can shop Glow Recipe at Sephora at any store near you or sephora.com. We're also in Kohl's at Sephora as well. So we're in all doors there and um, glowrecipe.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. Of course. I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs>